welcome, ladies and gentlemen, clipping the mic super early. You want to? You always want to clip your mic early on in the podcast. You're listening to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, and we're shooting. I'm yelling. You know that. That you. You listeners of the show have to know that by now because my name is Cameron Osborne. I'm one of the hosts of the Shoot Brothers Podcast. I'm also joined here by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Clip. Clap! Sorry. We're sitting here. Episode 161 uh, of the podcast here this week. Uh, the weekly wrestling roundup show. And folks, just like every week, we got a great show for you this week, baby. 2.0 is oh, yeah. rolling on in their post-war games uh, life. Of course, 2.0 is the stars of 2.0 are trying to uh, overtake the stars of the black and gold. Um, <laughs> uh, our, our WWE main roster is building towards day one. It's coming, baby. Day one, January 1st. And, of course, uh, AEW this week brought us this year's edition of Winter is Coming. Big stuff. Big stuff this week. Big stuff. And uh, we've been hyping it up for a little while now uh, with the uh, day one pay-per-view. That signifies the end of this current year. So, of course, we have to end the year with the Shooty Awards. And uh, the ballots are open until midnight at December 31st. (laughs) And uh, as we saw this week, we had some late pushes here for some big awards. So, 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 what you're saying is a good point there, Mike. Uh, <laughs> day one will really be the first day of the 2022 shooties. Yeah, right. Kind so. of uh, all the qualification <laughs> is like right there. No, you're exactly right. The shooties are coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, full of. Uh, some old categories, some new categories I think we're throwing in there, and uh, that's always an exciting show. Really can't wait. Uh, can't wait for it. <laughs> that's right. It's uh, it's our baby, you know. It's our little thing. <laughs> and every, everybody else ripped us off. Uh, <laughs> exactly. any, anyone who does a year-end wrestling awards, they rip, they're ripping us off. Yeah, that's right. You heard it here first. Yeah, especially if I start to see best hair and, uh, you know, best dressed, things like that. Yeah, the odd categories, once you start seeing that, uh, least over, most over, um, (laughs) anything like that. Shooties are coming up. Let's get into the uh, podcast this week. Let's get into the podcast the way that we always do, or often do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Talk to you about heat. <laughs> yeah, heat. I mean, it's the winter time. We could use some heat, right? Yeah, it's winter. We can certainly use some heat. And there's a lot of professional wrestlers out there who try to get who who might not even need the heat, but for some reason think they try they they, they need it. They want to try to get it because that's yeah. very important, right? Heat is going to reflect how the audience really thinks about you. You know, as, as, as you know, if you're getting heat. That's that. That's not good, or it is. It is good if that's <laughs> if you what you're trying to heat. do. If you want the heat, but sometimes heat it comes out of nowhere. See, uh, yeah. you know, you have CM. You know, it's specifically in the calling out of people, uh, yeah. which sometimes gets to be a little odd. Uh, sometimes people try to get heat when you're kind of like, I don't think the heat was necessarily um, deserved, warranted. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, uh, this week's Tweety League champion, brand new Tweety League champion, goes to uh, Dylan Postal. Who? A man you may know more, a little more formally as Hornswoggle. 
That's ah. right, because earlier on in the week, um, uh, it was Anthony Agogo. We saw him perform once in the AEW against a match in uh, against Cody Rhodes, British boxer. Uh, he, yeah. I think he has all the actual qualifications that Michael Cole tells us Bar- Baron Corbin has, <laughs> uh, yeah. where he tweeted out, super cute, that at John Grisham was the last Ring of Honor champion. Kind of reminds me when Hornswoggle was the last ever cruiserweight champion. Congrats, kiddo. Yeah, out of nowhere. Hornswoggle (laughs) has never appeared on AEW television. I can't think in my mind where there would have been a situation where Hornswoggle, Dylan Postal, and Anthony Agogo would have been in the same room together. Yet this young (laughs) kid thought it was just his fucking opportunity to talk shit on a former champion. So, of course, Dylan Postal Mm. had to respond to him by saying, super cute, how you try to downplay something that wrestling fans still remember to this day 14 years later kind of reminds me of when you dot 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 wait what have you done again that's noteworthy oh. dylan postal hornswoggle you're the brand new tweely champion for all you young kids out there who want cheap heat you gotta remember history pal you don't talk to a legend like that that's right. Former champion, uh, future Hall of Famer, I'm sure. I'm WWE. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> There's certain, but like, why? Why? Why would you do that? That's like talking yeah. shit to JS, <laughs> to uh, John Sebastian Giger because he won the uh, Stanley Cup Finals MVP being on the losing team. Yeah. We fucking remember it. You don't, no one even brought him up. No He's like, yeah, by the way, Jaguar. Hornswoggle has not. Hornswoggle has been out of the loop for so long. His Twitter handle isn't even Hornswoggle anymore. It's just flat out at Dylan Postal. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. Uh, but uh, yeah, a go go, no go for that tweet. Hey men, no go, <laughs> no good, no go, a go go. Uh, Dylan Postal, you are a brand new Tweeted League champion. Congratulations. Congrats. That's all. That's all. That's all we got. Uh, Well, great. Let's get into the podcast here this week. A bit of stuff that we have to kind of go back on because we're kind of recording a little day late, I guess. But let's kick off. um, Let's kick off the blue brand, shall we? Let's move ourselves over to last week's episode of SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then... uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yes, coming off of that uh, screw job against our Canadian legend. The Sam Canadian, Zane. the Canadian screw job. That's what they're calling it. That's what yeah. they're calling it. it. Wasn't in Canada, but I forget. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, it happened to a Canadian, so I'm counting it. Yeah, Lesnar beat him up. So Sammy comes out. He's in a wheelchair. He's got some male nurses with him he's selling these injuries and yeah just talks about being screwed by brock and paul Heyman comes out and sammy doesn't appreciate it he stands up from his wheelchair and uh tells Heyman that roman's not here tonight no one can save you and then brock comes out and Every week, he's looking more of a farmer than ever. He's just had full-on overalls this time. And, yeah, it, it, he's uh, gone from uh, <laughs> that initial appearance at SummerSlam, where he was just kind of like jeans, a belt buckle, and a, and a cut-off tee, to now yeah. the cut-off flannel, which is an interesting look, because I'm pretty sure they don't sell flannel shirts like that. Like, you have to buy a flannel shirt <laughs> and then cut off the arms yourself. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man that's like i remember when my brother was little he purposely ripped holes in the knees of his jeans my mom got all mad at him because <laughs> he wanted to do it for so fashion like, yeah he wanted to be like wayne's world you know yeah yeah, yeah. uh but anyways farmer brock he's out pretty much all he's missing is the straw hat and the little piece of wheat chewing on <laughs> yeah pretty much at this point uh but he's being all friendly he's like hey sammy how you doing buddy sorry about last week uh but Sammy's like, yeah, well, the physical pain is a 10, but my feelings, that's a 20. And Brock's like, man, I did you a favor. You're never going to beat Roman one-on-one. And uh, He even speaks some French to Sammy there. From one Canadian alpha male to another, he invites him out to Saskatchewan to go hunting and fishing together. And he starts to wheel Sammy away. But Paul Heyman's like, oh, my God, what's going on here? I spent too much time at the dispensary. The edibles are kicking in. <laughs> um, so they must have been in a legal state. I forget where they were. But. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I guess uh, I'm sure a lot of the states are legal by now. Oh, but you're yeah, right; they had to be. They that. had to be in one of them. Yeah, a little marijuana joke. Uh, but anyways, he's like Brock. You're not acting like a beast. And Lesnar ends up beating up poor Sammy. Poor, poor Sammy. Poor, poor Sammy coming out in that uh, wheelchair. Uh, reminiscent of, uh, there was a time in the past where Brock Lesnar pushed a man down a stair, down a set of stairs in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's done some. He's pretty, done some. some he's done some things. pretty bad things in his life. <laughs> but uh, let's move along because Los Lotharios take on Rick Boogs Nakamura, and Boogs just continues to show off that great strength of his, just lifting these guys. I guess they're not the biggest guys, but. Lifting them up above his head and just dominating and tags in Nakamura, hits the Kinsasha for the quick win. Of course, Eric Bugenhagen, like we were uh like we were like we were talking about before. We're just watching him lift weights in his dusty old garage. <laughs> uh turns and it's it's uh it's really panned out well for him because uh like you said, uh you know, he's getting a few wins here. Um, yeah, no, he's been pretty well protected since coming up. Like uh doesn't wrestle the the biggest opponents, uh, but yeah, he hasn't really taken too many losses. Yeah, not too too many, especially when it comes to uh, like a live, like actual like an actual weekly show, not you know like a live yeah. show somewhere or else. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura though, it has been uh, far too long since um, he was actually in a intercontinental championship match. That's right, September twenty fourth. On an, episode, wow. on an episode of SmackDown Live against Apollo Crews. That was the last time that this championship was on the line in a in a in a television, not not a live show, not a special show or whatever. Yeah. Um but still that's that. coming on the three month mark. That's way too long. Right? It feels like it, right? And King and Shinsuke Nakamura got the belt off of Apollo Crews. Um, uh, on an episode of SmackDown, probably about a month prior to that. So since then, there has not been a single challenger, somebody interested in it. Uh, we thought for a second maybe <laughs> Baron Corbin was involved. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been that that memorable of a run at all. Lackluster, to say the least. Yeah, exactly. Uh, backstage, Kofi Kingston reveals a new crown for Xavier Woods because Roman destroyed the other ones. Mm -hmm. And this one, uh, and this one bigger. looks nice. It looks more <laughs> like, uh, something that a, like a video game character would have maybe. Yeah. Or like an anime like character. An anime, exactly. Yeah. Felt yeah. like it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Seamus takes on Drew McIntyre, which we saw a bunch of these at the beginning of the year. 
great matches, but uh, more of the same here. Just heavy hitting. Uh, Sheamus hits a big knee. Drew kicks out soon after. Hits the Claymore and gets the win. Like Yeah, like you had just mentioned, the series of matches we had kind of before... Uh, yeah, like yeah. you said, maybe didn't maybe didn't uh, you know kind of stand up to those in terms of match quality, but I guess you got to do what you can on a on a short schedule, on a short turnaround. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're still still keeping Drew. Uh, you know, giving him wins and yep, keeping him keeping him relevant, around. keeping him relevant yeah, exactly. until the rumored uh, SummerSlam in London, England next year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, after this, we are scheduled to get Naomi taking on Sonya Deville. And Sonya, she comes out. She looks like she's ready to compete. But then she grabs a microphone and says, uh, we got a special guest ring announcer, Natalia, special guest timekeeper, Shayna Baszler. So Naomi knows what's up. Uh, before the bell can even ring, she just rolls outside attacks Shayna, knocks down Natty. Sonya yells at them, so they all surround the ring. Three on one. Uh, but then we finally get the debut of Zaya Lee. Uh, she's coming down. She does her little sword dance. And, uh, I actually thought the intro graphics were kind of cool, the way they like tracked her movements as she was going. It was like shooting lightning energy bolts yeah it was she looked like an anime <laughs> yeah the the the, uh, the titan tron the, the whole the whole setup there it was a great setup as she was coming out yeah just like those little shoot, o- shoot the little around. overlays that they put over the uh the live camera yeah yeah looked cool mm-hmm. uh so she gets in the ring helps out naomi they take out natalia Shayna. sonia's all alone and zaya hits her with the big spinning heel kick and uh Naomi goes for the moonsault, but Sonya cronies drag her away. But either way, nice debut for Zaya. Finally. Finally. You know, I mean, unfortunately, the result is a, I guess, the result of the match is a no contest. Yeah. Never started, but. Never uh, started, so never finished. So I guess yeah. nobody involved has a tick on their, on their yeah, lo- win-loss I'm guessing record. We'll get the six-man tag or something between these before we finally get the one-on-one that we've been waiting for Naomi. Maybe at day one. It feels like at this point Maybe. we might as well just wait for that unless they're hoping for yeah. a big you know, match somewhere around Christmas. You know, there's always a match somewhere around Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, SmackDown will be on Christmas Eve this year. So. Oh, okay. There you have it. Probably, probably <laughs> pre-taped. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. See where that goes. Uh, RK Bro are here visiting. Uh, and they're not the only ones because the cast of Jackass Forever, well, a couple of them, like Knoxville, Pontius, Dave England, a couple new guys. Um, it's great to see. It's great to see the cast of Jackass <laughs> doing well. I, for one, you know, have been excited for the Jackass Four movie ever since uh, the inception, and then of course, you know, the yeah. delays, the delays. Really can't wait for it. Great to see Pontius doing well and Dave England. Uh, Dave England was always and uh, was always a personal. One of my personal favorites, you know, of course, because he's you know you got the main guys and you kind of have the backup crew. Uh, yeah, England he's... was always part of that backup crew that never got the respect he deserves. <laughs> yeah, I like England. He's a good guy. Uh, but Johnny decides to teach Riddle a move, the hook and ladder, where he just cups his hands, scoops England up by the balls, yanks him to the ground. 
Very painful, I'm sure. I can only imagine. Illegal. Illegal in the world of professional. This would be an illegal maneuver. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be a DQ if the reference. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's go to Charlotte Flair taking on Tony Storm. Enough of the pies. We're ready to fight. Uh, this is a championship contenders match. So if Tony wins, she gets a title shot. And uh, yeah, she's fired up, looking pretty good. The crowd's on her side. Uh, Charlotte. She's still doing Andrade's moves. And I don't know if you heard, they reportedly broke up a few weeks back. Despite, I mean, you know, that, that, that's tough, right? How do you remove somebody's moveset? <laughs> Just because, you know, you're not allowed to do some moves. You're not allowed to do a... Yeah, I mean, she could do it. A yeah, springboard whatever. moonsault. You're not allowed to do a little Spanish fly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either way. Just noting it. Okay. Uh, but Charlotte, she starts getting frustrated. She's got Tony in the corner and just starts kicking her head in over and over. Refuses to break. The ref counts to five, so that's a disqualification. Tony Storm earned a title shot. Is that what that means, technically? I think so. I hope so. Okay, because this could be one of those, you know, because it was a DQ finish. Does that mean that she gets it necessarily? <laughs> uh, I mean, they make up the rules. Yeah, unless the goal is to eventually put Tony Storm over Charlotte Flair. Uh, it it didn't it it would be like this this was a weird result. Yeah, I mean either way, I think Charlotte needs an opponent for day one, and this could be the the one for it. Yeah, why not, Charlotte? Tony. Uh, but let's go to the main event. Uh, triple threat tag match, or so I guess they they had this poll on WWE.com, so anyone can vote. Who's the best team out of these three? The Usos, the New Day, and RK Bro. And uh, the results came in. RK Bro were first. Usos came second, and the New Day were dead last, which was a little bit surprising. Wait, were they dead last or just third? <laughs> well, third out of three is oh, okay. dead last. I, I guess that is good. Well, it's not like you know, it's not like somebody was saying fucking know. you know, uh, Otis yeah. and Gable, uh, <laughs> Corbin yeah. and but, uh, Ridge Holloway. But you know, Usos are pure heels. But uh, I guess some people are tired of the new days. Uh, I don't know. Pure babyface. Who knows how many people voted? This could have been like a 50-person poll. But anyways, <laughs> the match will decide who is the actual best team. Triple threat. And uh, get out your pen because RK Bro, this is the, uh, this is officially a brand-to-brand invitational match. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. You are right. You know here <laughs> on the podcast we are uh, we have our finger on the dial in terms yeah. of uh, the brand-to-brand invitational here in Season 3. Riddle and Randy Orton have now used their first of five. You're only allowed five. Uh, so they joined both the Usos in uh, a previous who also split the brand back on November 15th. So watch out, Riddle and Randy. You got four more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, and, but... and we're paying attention here. Oh, yeah. We're keeping score. Next next thing you know, <laughs> we're going to be timing uh, the amount of time between Royal Rumble entrants. Uh, you know, it's got to be that equal two and a half minute, like whatever it is, whatever the time they say yeah. it is. Can't go a yeah. second over, second uh, under. Have fun with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this match was fine. Riddle, he gets stuck in, stuck in the ring for a while, building up to the hot tag for Randy, who comes in. He unleashes the Viper, but then Xavier tags in without him seeing. And then him and Kofi hit their finisher, get the pinfall. So New Day win. Uh, they're the best team of WWE, I guess. 
but despite the third place uh or as you would call it the dead last the last place vote <laughs> yeah despite public opinion they uh they won the despite match. public opinion yeah some might some might uh some might question you know why why have rk bro here on smackdown if only to you know only to win only to lose yeah i don't think uh and to waste one of those brand to brand invitationals on it you only get five. You only get five, right? We kind of <laughs> used one already, you know. But that being said, it is nice to know uh, that that the fans care about these three tag teams, right? Because outside of these three teams right here, I can't think of another tag team on the main roster. I mean, I can, I, I can, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, we, we yeah, we saw uh, Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo earlier on, but same thing. I mean, it's and no momentum, no momentum for this whole division. Uh, yeah, I'm also wondering where Shotzi been. I haven't seen her. Where has Shotzi since. been? Yeah, she was. You know, she was doing good, having some matches with Charlotte and stuff. And Justice for Shotzi. Yeah, but that was SmackDown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just hop on over to the other Friday show. Let's do it, baby. Because of course, uh, also on a Friday. Not at the same time, though. You would have time. One thing. I, one thing I got to thank Tony Khan for is that he 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 did he made us not have to compete. See, when Vince moved NXT to Wednesday, he was like, "Well, make them choose what they want to watch." Tony Khan had the option. He was like, "Hey, no, no, I don't want to make them choose. I give them all the time in the world to watch our Friday night show. It's pre-taped, <laughs> anyways, baby. They're just here for the fun. They're just here for the shits and giggles." So let's move ourselves over to some All Elite Wrestling Rampage. 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 Where above all, we have tag action, we have women's action, but above all, the debut of Hook. Yeah, this has been building for a while. The uh, if, the wrestling community is kind of... And if you want to talk long-term booking, here's a kid who's there every week. We've never seen him with his shirt off. We've never seen <laughs> him in trunks. We don't even know what to expect. He could have leg sleeve tattoos for all we know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know, but we'll find out. In a short while, uh, but before that, we've got the AEW World Tag Titles on the line here. Lucha Brothers defending against FTR. Um, and just some real hot tag team action here. Two of the best teams in the company, so uh, very different styles, but always work well together. Uh, yeah, you know, lots of cool double team moves. Uh, eventually, Cash Wheeler tries to hit Phoenix with the AAA title, but Phoenix catches it. They start playing tug-of-war with it. The ref comes in. He tugs at it. They're all yanking. It ends up nailing Dax in the head. Uh, Phoenix goes for a frog splash. But then Dax holds up the same belt, hits Phoenix in the head on his way down, makes the cover, but Phoenix kicks out of that. So FTR then hit the big rig, but Penta breaks up the pin. And soon after, Lucha Bros hit the fear factor, get the win, retain the belt. Retain their championships, you know, without winning back those AAA championships. I think this has to be the best. I, this was my favorite match, I think, between these two teams. Uh, yeah, it's a great match. You know, Ray Phoenix just does his normal defying gravity nonsense. 
Penta, <laughs> who he could be a future world champion for all we know, and 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 FTR, one of the best kind of technical duos there. You're right, the Clash of Styles, not the Styles Clash. No, the Clash of Styles has been interesting. The play, the way it's played out through the last probably three, two ish, two ish months now, two and a half months now. Um, that FTR and the Lucha Bros have been going at it, and it's great to see that. I think it was Cash. Yeah, Cash Wheeler was the one who kind of nicked his arm in that one match a few, few months ago. And then yeah. we kind of thought, you know, there was a chance that he may have to, like, leave in-ring uh, competition. But uh, he seems to be back and fine and having some great matches along the way. Yeah, very fine form and, uh, yeah, hot opener. Hot opener. Well, let's go to women's action. Ruby Soho, Anna Jay, and Ty Conti taking on Penelope Ford, Nyla Rose, and The Bunny. Um... Yeah, it was solid. Not quite as crazy as that opener, Mare, but uh, it was still fun. Eventually, everything breaks down. Everyone's jumping in, hitting their signature moves one after the other. Uh, when amidst all the chaos, the bunny slips on the brass knuckles, nails Anna Jay with them, and then Nyla hits the beast bomb to seal the deal, get the win. For the, for, for the heels. Yeah. This heel group. Uh, I guess they're not even a group. They just... No, I feel like this was the first time we saw P Penelope Ford in a while. In a little while. Yeah. 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 I've been a little while there. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure she's getting. I'm sure she's getting some play on Dark and uh, and Dark Elevation. I'm sure. Yeah, she's always got a super good record every time they show it, like twenty and three or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people getting like really good records because of this whole Dark and Dark Elevation <laughs> thing. Yeah. But let's get to it. The moment you hyped up. The moment that a lot of people have been waiting for. Online, building to it. Almost become uh, a legend. Could he, even, can he live up to? It's almost too much. But let's find out. Because we got the debut of Hook taking on Fuego del Sol. And, uh, yeah, we didn't know what the kid was going to look like. He comes out looking like a <laughs> boxer. But... Uh, and he is just instantly over with this crowd. They're chanting for him. He was uh, so... I've never seen somebody <laughs> so over, and I have no idea why. Usually yeah, you know like why. Meme usually that caught you know on why somebody's over. And I just... I have no idea. Yeah, it just caught on. And uh, they ring the bell, and he starts to show that he's got some skills as well. Doing some nice amateur wrestling moves. Uh, Taz on commentary, of course, just... Loving every minute of it. He does a couple of his old moves. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the Tazplex, Dakota Hachimar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he gets uh, yeah, he gets Fuego in the Kata Hachime, as Excalibur called it. But looked like a Taz mission to me. And Fuego quickly taps out. So dominant win for Hook. Yeah, big win in three minutes. And... Uh, yeah, it, it it was one of those things where it's it's like a little bit more than a squash. Like yeah, it could have been a squash, but it's like, hey, let's show the let's show the kids what you can actually do. Bang 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 bang, fantastic. Go home. Everyone's happy. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, looking uh, looking forward. I uh, think that the future of Team Taz, the eventual. I know we haven't seen him in a little while, but uh, a, a Ricky Starks hook. Who is the true leader of uh, of Team Taz? Yeah, eventually it's gonna it's gonna break down. Uh, but this was a rare four match episode of Rampage. Mm -hmm. 
as uh, our final contest was Adam Cole taking on Wheeler Yuta. And, uh, yeah, Cole just dominates most of the match. Yuta gets a little comeback, gets a couple moves in, but Cole just cuts it off. Big super kicks, hits the boom to get the win. The boom. And then afterwards, they just kind of, Cole and the Bucks, they beat up Cassidy and the best friends. So they're all just kind of feuding right now. Yeah, everyone's kind of going at it because I guess, yeah, because I guess, uh, so this was Friday night. This was Rampage, but of course there was the, there was the, uh, <clears throat> the, the dynamite just beforehand on that Wednesday that I guess we kind of skipped right, uh, skipped past, which is fine. You can't hit every show. We can't be expected to hit every single little tidbit of professional wrestling. However, this was the point where, uh, Chuck Taylor, sorry, not Chuck Taylor, sorry, Trent. Uh- Trent, Trent yeah. made his uh, made his long-awaited uh, return. Uh, he was uh, he was injured for a long period of time. He kind of came out to make the save in a match against the Bucks. I think Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy was involved in. Then after his mom Sue was there too. Yeah, mini man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're on it, let's just mention a couple other things because of course they had that dynamite diamond battle royal as well mm. on that. Uh, on that dynamite and uh, I guess the story was the final three of course MJF looking for the three Pete comes down to him Dante Martin and Ricky Starks so uh, it's supposed to be two on one Dante and Ricky part of team Taz Uh, but then Dante ends up turning on Starks tosses him to the floor and that's the end of the match uh, because the final two will compete so Dante Martin uh, is he already out of team Taz it see it seems as though or he's just willing to do uh you know what it takes to win <laughs> what maybe. it takes to win you know. yeah uh, I mean, once again mjf dumped wardlow as well so he does that he always fucks with wardlow yeah we yeah yeah uh, him and uh i think uh powerhouse hobbs clashed at one point in the midst of uh in the midst of that battle yeah and uh speaking of mjf there was one other just another promo from cm punk uh and yeah, this was his most heel promo yet, wasn't it? They were kind of... He spent a lot of time making fun of the New York Islanders. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 just said... a lot of that. A lot of that. Of course, he was wearing a... <laughs> he, didn't he take his shirt off? Or he took a sweater off and he was wearing a four pillars shirt. Uh, yeah, that with Britt Baker. That didn't have MJF, MJF on it. I think he called... Yeah. Uh, yeah, calling them chicken shits. It was healy. Yeah. It was like, healy. If that's your guy, you're all chicken shit. Talking to the crowd. So, and, yeah, it was, uh, and it, it is funny how all you have to do is just one sports reference, like it, to to give a it, it's it's who is it Elias Kevin Owens, like they kind of took this blueprint <laughs> yeah. of like just say one one negative comment about the team the put the city's like local team the bigger the better obviously, and yeah. you know like all like you know John Moxley. Fucking CM Punk, fuck, pig, pig, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy could come out at the ACC and say, uh, "The last time the Leafs won the cup," and just get fucking <laughs> rained on. Like we're talking Orange Cassidy, Darby. I, I don't care who it is. They get the shit kicked out of them on the spot. That's all you have to do. Yeah, he did it. Did the, like did the Islanders times. have a win at U- this new UBS stadium yet? <laughs> I think they finally won. They finally got it? Oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was about it for that last week. 
There was also Malachi Black. He sprayed Julia Hart in the face with his mist. So no limits for him. No limits. Maybe he's going to make his own little, uh, his own little, little his own little crew, his own little dark order. Yeah. And then eventually it turns out that he's been working with Bray Wyatt this whole time. See, I just booked it. I just <laughs> yeah. booked it. Uh, and that and that was kind of yeah the the week the prior week's rampage. Uh, I think maybe at one point during one of these two shows, or maybe it was the next show, maybe it was over the weekend. We are getting Revolution again. Uh, February, I think, down in Tampa, down in Florida somewhere. So uh, any yeah. any rumors of that pay per view coming over? to canada or even across the pond uh shot down for now but yeah not yet <laughs> and it kind of feels like it kind of feels like they've kind of painted themselves in the corner sometimes it feels like where double or nothing has to happen in vegas <laughs> uh all out has to happen in chicago and then they only have two more shows it's uh, like i wonder <laughs> when the first all out I, mean, I wonder what the first all out that won't take place in chicago they're three for three yeah, eventually. Eventually, so one's going to have to not be there, which is, uh, yeah. you know, and Toronto would be a good location. Oh, yeah. The fans Definitely. would go nuts. We know this. But you, then again, you don't know. You, pff, we could be. We, I mean, honestly, if I saw Sammy Guevara come out, I'd boo him. Fuck Sammy Guevara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that Canadian crowd, we're unpredictable. We're unpredictable. Yeah, we'll have our day. We'll have our day in the sun, baby. Uh, let's move on through the weekend then. Any re- any wrestling action over the weekend that we care to talk about? Uh, I guess we should mention Jeff Hardy getting released. The full releasing, like you had called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me the message, uh, I guess, probably shortly after it happened. Yeah, I think we talked about it last week or after yeah. the video surfaced. Some strange rumblings, people talking, and uh, yeah. Apparently, WWE said uh, you can go to rehab, and he said no, so they released him. But we don't know all the stories. We don't know the sh- everything. Yeah, yeah, I feel like without with, I feel like without knowing anything, you know, it's hard to hard, hard hard to say what's going on. Yeah, but he's already showing up on like Twitch streams with Matt and uh, doing little teases. So who knows? Oh well, he's fucking all elite. You know it. <laughs> all leader or, Im- Im- or impact like those would be the two places i think would want him the most yeah. and i think 90 days yeah, yeah exactly and i think the uh the aw one just probably makes sense because he's there with matt hardy but who knows um yeah i mean yeah just speak whatever issues he's got to sort out See, figure that out. If there even isn't, see all rumors, all rumors. If there is, I don't know. It's all yeah, the whole incident. We we don't know the whole story, so it's hard to. It's say. hard to say. Hard to say. But all the best to Jeff Hardy. Thanks for uh, God. You know his kind of his run through what twenty seventeen maybe. Whenever him and yeah. Matt came back at Mania was it Mania thirty. Three, three maybe yeah, yeah. uh so. big pop on the return i think he got a u.s championship in there i think he got a uh an ic title run also yeah i think so and then um he did definitely have a couple tag runs i think so uh congratulations jeff hardy on that most recent run and uh <laughs> let's hope that you uh pop up back doing some swanton bombs pretty damn soon yeah Let's move. Let's move through the weekend. Then uh, Wrestle Kingdom's gonna be three nights this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing the night one, night two uh, on the fourth and the fifth. But then on the eighth, they're doing a New Japan versus Noah. 
thing. Uh, so kind of these two brands coming together and putting their bests up against each other, but they're kind of branding it along in the same kind of category as uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I think we're on Wrestle Kingdom 15 this year. So uh, give me some big matches there. Okay. Who knows? Brian Danielson. No. <laughs> I hope Brian Danielson gets a match at Wrestle Kingdom or something. I know, or you know, whatever it is. I know it's very, very close right now. It is only three weeks away. Um, but he, of course, has expressed. You know, he he wants to go back to Japan to work. Um, yeah, I've heard maybe next year's G One. He wa- he wants to be in that tournament. Yeah, competing in that somehow. I'm sure uh, somewhere along the line. Um, I think Zack Saber Jr. is actually the current IWGP, or at least half of the uh, tag champs over there. So uh, you know that Brian Danielson Zack Saber Jr. match. I'm I'm wait I'm I'm paying money for it now. I've already <laughs> deposited. I've already put in my uh, my deposit. Well, I'm sure we'll get it. I'm sure we'll get it. I'm sure he'll be in Japan uh, sometime next year. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's move through the weekend then. Uh, very excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, so let's move ourselves over to uh, the red brand. Uh, let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Is here and after a <laughs> uh, what I can only describe as lengthy recap of last week's show, uh, they always do a little recap of the show or not even no sometimes more more often I just fucking open up and here we go. Uh, I felt like this thing went on for like six and a half minutes. Did you Maybe. No, did you notice sometimes this? I just you sometimes I just, just skip right. You just past tune the out. Yeah, you just tune out. It happened. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Bobby Lashley comes out with MVP and uh, starts talking about beating up Rollins and Owens last week and says I should be added to the day one title match Owens interrupts and says you don't deserve it Rollins comes out uh, in another nice suit this one was like split pink in the front black in the back Uh, looks great (laughs) <laughs> and as 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 Seth Rollins, I think, is making his way towards uh, uh, best dressed. Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, he's not happy with Lashley either. And finally, Big E comes out to set everything straight. Or uh, Pierce and Sonya, they come out to settle this. And they're like, all right, fatal four-way, day one, let's do that. Uh, but only if Lashley can beat all three of you tonight, one-on-one. So, a bit of a gauntlet for him to go. A bit of a gauntlet for, uh, yeah. So, this year one pay-per-view, we've kind of been uh, slowly building. I guess we're asking ourselves, uh, you know, who, yeah, who, uh, Seth Rollins, I guess, was the one who initially got the opportunity to take on uh, Big E for that championship. And then Kevin Owens last week kind of added himself to the the race. Don't know why we need, don't know why we need all this beef in the ring. But uh, <laughs> I, I guess it's happening. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, well, we'll find out. He's got to go through the other three first. Okay. But uh, Matt Riddle takes on Otis. And yeah, it was okay. Uh, Otis gets a bunch of moves. Riddle hits the floating bro, goes for an RKO. But then Otis reverses it into a big toss up slam and gets the win. Bit of a surprise there, Otis. Otis, God, I can't remember the last time Otis had a uh, a singles victory. You know, to kick off the show against a uh, 
one of the more solid, um, you know, kind of consistent Monday Night Raw competitors. It's a big deal. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Riddle Riddle hasn't lost very much this year. Uh, so, yeah, it is kind of a big deal, I guess. But uh, Bianca Belair taking on Dewdrop, who I don't know if, when it happened, but she's got a new theme song now. No more of that. Stupid finger twiddling thing going yeah, on. Yeah, and even uh, she 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 was wearing. She felt a little more heel today coming out too. I think she kind of had like a like an all black kind of like singlet looking thing. You know, a, yeah, a little a little darker jacket. than uh, you know, the kind of bubbly, but still with the dumb name. See, this is the worst part. Still with the dumb name. Until you have it, yeah. it, it's like you know, you could be, you know, the hardest core band in the world, fucking spitting up blood, hailing Satan. But if you're called like. <laughs> You know, the, the 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 meow meow kitties. <laughs> no one's going to take it seriously. Yeah. Well, I did hear that uh, WWE recently trademarked Piper Niven. So hopefully we're going back to that. Yeah. Um, fantastic. That's great. Yeah. But she looked pretty good here. Uh, hits uh, some nice moves. Gets some near falls. Uh, she climbs up to the second rope. But then... Bianca runs in, power bombs her off, and she climbs up top, hits a sweet 450 splash, and that gets the win. Uh, good match, though. One of Dewdrop's best, I thought. Yeah, both of these people are, both these women are two of probably the strongest women um, on this, you know, on this side of the roster. Add Rhea Ripley to that conversation, and the, and you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of beef. Or yeah, uh, chick. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of lean. Be- I don't know. I don't want. I don't want it to sound <laughs> rude, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, Dewdrop's gonna get her moment over Bianca Belair one of these days. But I would. Uh, this was a 10 minute match. Oh, and it was a way to go. Way to go, women's division. I like seeing that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Kevin Owens taking on Bobby Lashley, part one of the gauntlet. Uh, they just kind of go back and forth for a while. Lashley is about to get Owens in the hurt lock, but Owens just taps out right away before it can even get locked in because he wants to save himself from any damage. So he doesn't care. Yeah, he has a good point. That's a good point. He doesn't care. He's been doing this I don't care thing for uh, a couple months now. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about it for a while. The rumors of him, uh, his contract expiring, going to AEW, it's all over. Because he is apparently re-signed with WWE. Really? For the next... Yeah. Oh, okay. So now he cares again. Well, I mean, uh, the contract's only good until they release you, so... Doesn't mean a whole lot, <laughs> Your but... contract's only as good as until they release you. The Vince... Yeah, the, the 90-day clause. That's pretty much all it's worth. I guess that's a good point, right? Uh, you take your nut, and then you're like, Hey, yeah, I guess if they let me go, then... Uh, I. But I hope that means that they're serious about Kevin Owens, or that... Um, I mean, at least Kevin I mean, Owens would be doing stuff that he likes to do. I feel like he would have had an opportunity from other places that would have allowed him to have fun. Yeah. No, I think uh, the timing of this, he re-signed, and now he's getting a main event uh, WWE title match. And uh, maybe they even shock the world and let him win the title. I'd be okay with that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, you, you know, he's a universal champ. He's an IC champ. He's a fucking uh, United States champion. Why not just keep uh, yeah, adding it to the resume? But, yeah. Uh, big time Bex. Becky Lynch comes out next to cut a promo. Talks about defeating Liv Morgan. And uh, she shows a nice close-up of the sad Liv fan from last week. 
I think we mentioned on our tweet of the week. I, we? Yeah, Liv Morgan was the tweet of the league champion um, as a result yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that funny picture. Uh, Liv comes out to respond, says, yeah, well, you had to cheat to beat me. And she shows the photo evidence of Becky holding onto the ropes. Uh, and she says, I'm not going to give up until I win that title. And uh, if you really are big time, you'll accept my rematch for day one. And Becky says, no. They come to blows. Becky just starts slamming Liv's hand. She uh, locks it in the steel steps and just starts stomping away at it. She even slipped on her way, but she got back up. It was fine. But uh, she says, yeah, you still want the match? Okay. Now that she's beat her up. Year one. Day one. Day one. Liv Morgan. Could it be her day one with the title? It could be. Might as well. You know, it's easier for the, you know, the the bookkeepers if you just win the championship on the first day of the year. Then it's easier for them to, uh, <laughs> you know, like reverse engineer, uh, <laughs> reverse engineer what day it is. Exactly. Uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest take on the Dirty Dogs. Um, I mean, the wrestling was fine, but really nothing, no story or consequences to, behind this match. Just kind of throwing together here. Um, Austin Theory ends up showing up in the middle, distracts Finn. Ziggler hits the zigzag and gets the win. And I think last week we just said everyone kicks out of the zigzag. We but. we did call it the <laughs> most kicked out finisher. Um, yeah. yeah, and getting the pin on Finn Balor. God, I would have been if, if the pin was on Damian Priest, I would have gone nuts. But like you said, this was <laughs> like you said, this was just a blah match it's been probably four or no two weeks now of um the priest involved with rude uh and he took on rude last week i guess but maybe these two are here to stay maybe but um i mean finn balor just a few months ago was challenging for the universal title and now he's getting pinned by the zigzag that's getting pinned by a zigzag <laughs> a thin rolling paper beat him <laughs> but uh, women's action. Rhea Ripley taking on Queen Zelina. Ripley was in control, but on the outside, Carmella, Nikki Ash, they just start fighting. So they fight their way inside the ring, and Rhea just goes to straighten that out, which allows Zelina to knee her from behind, roll her up, get the three. Another win for Zelina. Yeah, this was bad. I didn't like this one. <laughs> I didn't like this one. I mean, there's nothing to it. This whole feud is. Uh... Yeah, this whole feud's not very good. Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, that team just needs to split. But, I mean, Queen Zelina. Long live the queen. Ever since 9-11, she's been dominating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since 9-11, she's just been getting wins on wins on wins on wins. And uh, you're right, you know, but since since the Zelina Vega days. And now she's Queen Zelina. <laughs> or, sorry, Queen. Yeah, Queen Zelina. We dropped the Vega. Yeah, I guess she gained an accent that she slips in and out of. Yeah, it's in and out. It's fake... sometimes she's from Mexico, sometimes she's from the Bronx. Yeah. We don't know. I like how when she gets mad, she just starts speaking Spanish, like you know, <laughs> like someone's mom that they live with. Whenever they're mad, they just start. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they it, can't speak English. Yeah, <laughs> so they, all they can do is yell in the language like that. But she's from Queens. Yeah. You don't get. I like you go to your friend's house and their parents are yelling at them. You don't know what they're saying. You're like oh shit. 
<laughs> yeah, given Queen Zelina's uh, out of ring ability, I'm surprised they're not really running with that a little bit more. You know, weird, weird roll up distraction wins over Rhea Ripley. You know, that's one thing, but you think that Queen Zelina would have the mind to lead a an evil female stable and yeah. and rule them as uh, as her queen, as their queen. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh... <laughs> yeah, their queen, but. I don't know. They've got those title belts, but they don't mean anything. Still, mm-hmm. Selena Carmella. And Nikki and Nikki Cross. And yeah, that's right. I said it. Nikki Cross. She's still wearing that fucking thing. So uh, go back to sanity. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, anyways, round two of this gauntlet. Bobby Lashley taking on Seth Rollins. Uh, they fight for a few minutes. Lashley's in control. So Kevin Owens, he's got a great plan. He runs out and he hits Seth. Which causes the DQ, so Seth wins. And that ends Lashley's hopes just like that. His hopes and dreams gone like that, baby. You're not welcome here. No, but Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville, they come out, they say, aha, very clever, but we're not going down like that. So this match and every other match for the rest of the night for Lashley is going to be no DQ. So the ref rings the bell, restart the match. Lashley hits a spear, gets a three. So he's going. One more match to get through. Yeah, yeah, which bit bit of a weird ending, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but oh well. Uh, what else is weird is this uh, just more backstage stuff with Vince and Austin Theory, and this is just not good at all. This is not doing anybody any favors. I don't. I don't know. Um. <laughs> yeah, like I got nothing from this. I thing. also don't know. I don't know. I think in my mind. Uh, Vince thought remember how I thought Austin Theory was British this whole time and he actually wasn't (laughs) I think Vince is the same thing he thought he was somebody else and now he feels bad because he's like oh I just called up this kid and I I thought I thought it was Finn Balor and um, you know like kind of like the wires got crossed somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah no the whole thing the whole pairing is weird and Vince's acting is terrible nowadays Nowadays, <laughs> I mean, back when he back was, he could you know. sell. He could sell back then. <laughs> the Stone Cold days, even the CM Punk was, days, yeah. even the CM Punk days. But now he's just—he seems like he's a seventy-year-old man now. <laughs> yeah, how old do we think he actually he's is? Do we think he's eighty? Not yet. Not yet. I think he's like seventy-two. <laughs> Early. He's 70. seventy-two. Looks a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his mom's still alive though. Really? She's like a hundred and something. Jesus yeah, so, Christ! I don't know. Poor woman. Good genes. <laughs> uh, Ms. TV special edition coming up with uh, the lovely Maurice as the host. So she comes out. She introduces the Miz, who just puts himself over and uh, shows a nice video montage for himself that. Announces he's going into the Hall of Fame 2022 class. I didn't know you could do. I didn't know a self induction <laughs> was chill, was cool. But okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, an actual WWE Hall of Famer, Edge, comes out, gets on the pro, or yeah, just start cutting a promo about uh, their match coming up at day one. Calls him an overbearing jack off, and uh, yeah, they just come to blows. Edge looks to hit a spear, but uh, Miz pulls Maurice in the way. To stop Edge, uh, and then hits him with a skull-crushing finale. But Maurice is pissed at what her husband did, so she slaps him in the face and storms. Wow, Custom, are we She's gonna- a mother? 
We're going to get a custody on a pole match again. <laughs> what do you think the next uh, thing to be put on a pole will be? <laughs> I don't know. It's been, uh, I think the kendo stick was the last one we had. Yeah. And that was a really bad match. I know. I know. We need something. <laughs> you, you need something larger than life. Like having a weapon on a pole, that's not fun. You need to have something that like means something, you know, like like custody of the children or uh, who's who's <laughs> who's uh, Dominic's actual father, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. DNA a DNA test on a pole match. See, that's riveting. <laughs> that's exciting television. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get to the main event. The final step for Bobby Lashley to get to day one, taking on Big E, the champion himself. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of beef here. Uh, lots of big man power moves and no DQ, if you remember. So, uh, huh. get chairs. no DQ, you say. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Bobby Lashley gets slammed headfirst into a chair. We get table in the ring. Lashley slams Big E through the table, so uh, they fight outside. Uh, at one point, Big E slams Lashley on the steel steps, and he just, the way he lands, spine right on the edge of those things. Looked painful. But uh, back in the ring, Lashley hits a spear, goes for the pin, but then this is when Rollins and Owens come running out to attack him. They beat up Big E as well, so just big brawl. Uh, but eventually, Big E grabs Owens, puts him through a table. Lashley spears Rollins through another table, so they're out of it. Uh, Big E and Lashley square up. And this is when MVP jumps in, nails Big E from behind with the cane. Uh, this allows Bobby to hit another spear, get the win. He's going to day one. Going to day one, baby. Yeah, this was the easily the best match I think on this card of the night. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, kind of strange to stack the odds so hard against a heel and then have them win. Yeah, a, a babe, heels rarely have to run the gauntlet. That's why they're heels. You know, imagine, uh, you know, it's it's Kofi having to go through these grueling sets of challenges every single week. No one would give what <laughs> no one would fucking care if it was Daniel Bryan who had to do it. Yeah, um, so. yeah, you're right, and it, 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 it's a weird thing in that, and clearly they don't want us to stop thinking about Bobby Lashley, although it has been, was it SummerSlam? No, Biggie, uh, Biggie. It was just after. It was just he after SummerSlam, Biggie cashed in. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it has been three-ish, probably plus months now, of Biggie as champion. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, most of these guys, you know, there's a chance any of these guys could walk out with a title at day one, I feel like. I feel like Big E's reign hasn't really been that spectacular yet, and I don't know what they're going to do. So. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess like you said, it is, the start of, it is the start of a brand new day, a whole new world. Maybe it is just, you know, I wonder if we'll see a lot of or potentially a, a few new champions on that day uh, coming into this new into the new year. Yeah, and like we said, Kevin Owens, shiny new contract, maybe uh, started off with a big world title reign. Like, hey, Ooh, no better money. way to start off a contract than with a nice <laughs> uh, world title reign. But that was our whole episode of Monday Night Raw for the week. Really excited for the upcoming pay-per-view. Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Come back. We got some big action. 2.0, of course, winter is coming. It's practically here, uh, so we're going to take a break, and then you stick around. Yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, yeah. 
back here with the podcast here, folks. Thanks for sticking out through the break. We're with part two, baby. Um, part two in a traditional uh, musical or play setting. Of course, the second half is going to be a little bit shorter. Usually, you know, you'll, you'll, the intermission <laughs> will be more than halfway through the show. However, the second half of the show is often where all the action is. Of course, as That's we know, right. as of course as we know, winter is coming, and even as we know more, have we seen the last of Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly? At least in NXT 2.0, have we seen the last of them? Have we seen the last of uh, anyone else who's recently left? <laughs> anyone <laughs> else? Let's say, you know, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's get into some NXT 2.0. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT, watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Because uh, we ended the show last week, and what should have been Gargano's send off. Uh, yeah, bet on yourself. That whole kind of thing was absolutely destroyed when Grayson Waller made sure that the NXT star, the NXT GOAT, is quickly forgotten and replaced, maybe by him. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but one of our favorite stars kicks off the show, Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw. Taking on his, his, uh, his new nemesis, Duke Hudson. Uh, this one's a no-holds-barred match. And uh, Hudson, he comes out. He's still wearing that silly blonde he's wig. Wearing some, he's wearing some very real hair that looks like it comes straight out of his scalp. Yeah, so uh, still covering up there, but uh, no-holds-barred, like we said. Grimes, he grabs a garbage can, just stuffs it over his head, kicks him all around. Uh, but, you know, Hudson fights back, Slams Grimes down onto a chair. Then he brings in a poker table. Power bombs Grimes through that. Uh, but, you know, Grimey, he recovers. Hits a nice poison Rana. Hudson lands seated right on the chair. So Grimes runs up, hits the cave-in, gets the win. Gets the cave-in for the win. Oh, yeah, big reveal, please. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the big reveal at the end. He rips the wig off of Hudson, reeling, revealing the shiny bald head underneath <laughs> The shiny bald head of Grayson Waller. Sorry, not Grayson Waller. Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. Still getting used. Still <laughs> yeah. getting used to some of these names. Yeah, I mean they look kind of similar. Those and two. and everyone, every, all these new characters we're seeing is name name. Like, and I think Duke Hudson's the opposite of every other guy. Where we don't think he's British, but he is British. <laughs> I think every, I think everyone is British. <laughs> well, out of all these people, you know. Uh, <clears throat> well, well, speaking of. Where the hell has Timothy Thatcher been in this two point? Where's era? the Thatch man been? Uh, like, <laughs> like how has he survived the releasing? I don't know. I mean, yeah, Champa just kind of left him in the dirt when he won his title back. They had this tag team going. The fight pit is just collecting dust in a warehouse somewhere. Uh, yeah, somewhere in that big <laughs> in that big fucking WWE warehouse is just. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're due. We're due we're for our third fight pit. I don't know. Oh, man. Anyways, the big heel, as you mentioned, Grayson Waller comes out, cuts a promo, just insulting Gargano. And yeah. What does this mean? I don't know. Is Gargano going to come back or is he gone? We don't know. Someone's got to step up and take on this loudmouth. Yeah, someone's, someone's, someone's got to do this. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever mentioned it on this show. Okay. Um, it's been going on for months now, this NXT 2.0, but it's just so bad. But I'll mention it once just because it's 
you know, this uh, lash legend lashing out talk show she does. It's awful every single time. Have I seen this? Have I That's skipped? Have I skipped past this every time? <laughs> Probably. It's been like yeah, it's I been don't know, like five, six episodes. Yeah. Okay. So what is this? She hasn't wrestled. She hasn't done anything. Who is I this? Don't know, it's just this woman who sits down with his little like crowd studio audience and interviews the rest of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. legend. And that's all it is. Yeah, it's bad. There's no reason for it. And uh but you know, sometimes you got to mention the bad. It's like American Idol. They show the bad singers along with the Right, good right. They pepper in uh <laughs> William Hung every so often. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But uh let's go to some real women's wrestling. Ivy Nile. The dominant force taking on Amari Miller, who gets a couple moves early on, but Ivy just takes over, muscles her around, locks in her unique dragon sleeper hold to get the submission win. Um, which is a great part for the Diamond Mind, right? This the Diamond Mine, sorry, this kind of confusing little uh faction for me, right? Like your leader is the cruiserweight champ. Like that is and but the guys around you are bigger than you. Uh <laughs> yeah. which is just bizarre also. Um and they've started to waive the rules for the cruiserweight title, so yeah, and I, mean, it, I wouldn't it, be surprised if they just changed the belts to something else. into into kind of something else because it's weird because it feels like Roddy and then also the two guys, the Creed brothers. That's the name. Like yeah. they need help in their wins, uh, but uh, Ivy Nile doesn't need any help in her wins. She just gets them. Um, yeah, so like, I think it's about time, you know, Ivy moves over to um, some of these uh, better, you know, more more uh, established female superstars. Yeah. I feel like uh, she's definitely someone that they have high hopes for. They're protecting her, but yeah, eventually we want to see a bit more of what she can do. Yeah, but all these people, I'd say, just when it was on my mind of the name, name, and Ivy Nile's one of those. We see Ivy Nile. Later on, we see Cora Jade taking on Chase. I'm <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, Duke Hudson and Andre Chase, uh, Tony. D'Angelo, it's just everyone's got this well, bang, 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 bang thing going on. Or bang, bang. I mean, enjoy it before they take away one of their names. Oh, I, I guess names. I guess that's better if you give them two names to kick <laughs> off. Or maybe it should be the other way around. Like if Kushida comes up, you can't, what are you going to take away, Ida? Just make him Kush? Well. I mean, you could. <laughs> no. Call him Kush, team him with Riddle. No, no, wait, wait, I take that back, I take that back. I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. Yeah. Um... Speaking of Kush, uh, we go to MSK and Riddle. Um, just continuing these stoner skits. I think they're just pulling a bunch of objects out of a yeah, bottomless fanny pack. Know. Yeah, somebody. I think Bruce Pritchard saw Dude Where's My Car <laughs> over the weekend, yeah. and he walked past a room He's where like, his grandkids. Get a load of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, uh, you're gonna love this shit, Vince. You're gonna love it. I guess the one thing I liked was we saw John Cena's very rare. U.S. version of the spinner belt. Oh, the spinner belt. The yeah, title. the U.S. spinner belt. Don't yeah. see that one too often. No, Wasn't that virtually retired? Uh, yeah, because yeah, when he won the U.S. title his second time, he never brought the spinner back. He didn't bring it back. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, after this, we have Guru Raj taking on Harland, the big monster, making his, uh, well, I guess both men making their debut, but... My money's on Harland in this one. <laughs> yeah, between <laughs> yeah, between these two, Harland giving off that uh, yeah, you know, he's like a tattooed Brock Lesnar. That's kind of his, or you know, yeah, bald. He just looks like some guy who's 
he's broke out of prison. He's murdered some people. Also, would have had to buy that shirt and then rip the sleeves off himself, like cut sleeves off himself. They don't sell shirts like that, Harland. I mean, expensive designers might. Pre-stressed, pre-ripped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pre-ripped stuff. Know. Yeah, that's. But I'm sure thing. that's not Harland's bag. I'm sure that's not. Uh, but anyways, he dominates, hits some big slam, gets the easy win as his uh, Joe Gacy just smiles on with delight. And then I think a bit later backstage, Harlan throws some poor guy down a flight of stairs. Some poor guy? That's Brian Kendrick. Was it Brian Kendrick? Hell, oh, yeah, that was Bri- Hell yeah, that was Brian Kendrick. It was the first time I've seen him in years. And I was like, hey, so it's you. Oh, he, uh, go downstairs. Yeah, I guess he's unofficially retired from in ring. Yeah, know. I think he's uh, kind of like a you know like a coach producer uh, back there. You know, kind of works yeah. works with the younger talent stuff like that. But uh, I was so excited to see him for you know for half a second. I was like, oh, I forgot about you. Well, and then whoop, there you go. Yeah, still taking bumps. Still, so. still taking bumps. You have a way. Which wasn't fucking Dean Malenko take a bump a few months back. Like these people are taking bumps. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah. But uh, Cora Jade taking on Dakota Kai and the crowd rooting for Cora, chanting her name. That War Games match has already helped put her on the map a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she's still carrying some damage from that. Her shoulder, Dakota targets that. uh, But she can't put Cora away, so she starts getting frustrated, grabs the shovel, but the ref yanks it away. And uh, Jade rolls up Kai, gets the three. Another big win. Big win, but almost uh, almost disappointing in that same kind of way. Uh, you know, two weeks removed from, you know, that big bump at War Games. The crowd's clearly behind her, you know, setting her up as the next worthy challenger for, for a championship bout. I don't want to see you getting roll-ups. Well, I mean, Dakota did it to herself. Yeah. Shouldn't have shouldn't have gone for the shovel. I guess she shouldn't have gone for the shovel. Whose thing is the shovel? The ref's gonna... Was somebody's thing the shovel before? I mean, it's been used, but I don't know if it's been like a signature item like she's turning Right, into. right. Like she's kind of turning it into her big fucking hammer. Yeah, her sledgehammer, Triple H thing. But uh, anyways, Kai, she's a sore loser after, beats up Jade until Raquel comes out, makes a save. But then Mandy and Toxic Attraction attack them. So Okay. So everyone's attacking. There. Everyone's attacking each other, just like the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, uh. man. <laughs> Uh, Tony D'Angelo takes on Andre Chase and uh, Tony comes out carrying Pete Dunne's mouth guard in this case because uh, he stole it right out of his mouth during the War Games match. Yeah, grody. Yeah, a little, little, little weird, but uh, yeah, he just roughs up Andre for a while, hits his big swinging fisherman suplex to get the win, and then he gets on the microphone, calls out Pete Dunne, who comes out to respond and uh, gets right in his face, grabs him by the fingers, bends him back, and then he smashes the case to take his mouth guard back. Yeah, it seems who like, knows what Tony did with that thing? It's, it's, it seems like Andre Chase is the like they're building him up to be Baron Corbin, uh, yeah. like on television every week, but keep losing. You're not jo- you're not a jobber really. I mean, he's got uh, a small pocket of fans. He has a in small there, pocket there. of fans. He really does feel like Baron Corbin 2.0. Yeah, but just a lot skinnier. Yeah. Well, now, of course, a different size. He has a full head of hair, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same role. Same role on the Exactly, the same spot, yeah. Uh, 
then we go to Boa taking on Edris Anofe. This was a new one. This one was a new one for me. Maybe, yeah. I can't keep up with all these new oh, names. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Boa, yeah, wearing that face paint still and yeah, some hard looking kicks in this match. Uh Boa just channeling that inner Mei Mei Ying demon. He hits a vicious spinning heel kick to get the win. That slow mo replay, you could just see the impact. Yeah, him looking good, this kind of gimmick looking good. Uh, you know, that's good. That's good for everyone, right? But I guess you just try to as long as you avoid the same mistakes you made with the whole um Mei Ying thing, the whole Tian Sha thing. Um and also the other Uso brother was uh ringside here, Sokoa. Oh, Solo, yeah. Yes, yes, Solo uh, Sokoa. So maybe Bo uh, Boa Sokoa. I think he was just kind of he, he had an eye on the action, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess Boa Sokoa. Uh that's a thing we can do. Boa Sokoa, <laughs> baby, book it now. Uh, jacket time. Ikumin Jiro and Kushida take on the Grizzled Young Vets. And, uh, it was okay. I mean, the crowd has fun. They like cheering for jacket time. So, uh, the Creed brothers were outside the ring. They end up intimidating the Grizzled Young Vets, which allows jacket time to hit their team finisher to get the win. Uh, yeah, uh, some credit. <laughs> you know, we're, 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 we are trying to rebuild a tag division. Um, so credit, you know, to trying new things, new teams. Stinks that a team, an established team like Grizzled Young Veterans, has to take a loss. Um, especially with MSK on the sidelines, the Creed Brothers not really being a, a tag team quite yet, you know, them having bouts on their own or whatever. Uh, yeah. so, you know, the, it's, it, so, I, judging by that, it seems like Imperium could, uh, reign for a while. Uh, you know, with Maybe. all the, with all these I great mean. challengers coming up. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of young new teams, but none quite as established yet as them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, let's go to the main events. Roderick Strong taking on Braun Breaker. Woof, 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 woof. That's it. <laughs> or, or I guess, yeah. That's sort of what they're doing. Or, yeah. Or no, the crowd loves it. They're barking. <laughs> uh, match was pretty good just back and forth action breaker continues to impress uh, Roddy gets a good amount of moves hits a big superplex double underhook power bomb for a big two count but then breaker just has his big comeback the dogs are barking he hits his big press power slam to get the win so just another impressive match for him and uh, but before he can celebrate, Ciampa comes out, hits Breaker with a DDT right onto the NXT title. So that's kind of a heel move right there. But uh, that's how you win the show. That's, that's, I mean, that's how the show ends. That's how the show ends. And like you said, yeah, Brung Breaker is this guy who we haven't forgotten is on television ever since his move to 2.0. Right, yeah. he's they've kept it with us every single week, right? Remind, I mean, he gets the big pin in War Games a couple weeks back, and now this pin over, you know, a former black and gold guy. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if he'll kind of run the gauntlet of the black and gold superstars, the Pete Dunns, the LA Knights, as he makes his way to eventually taking down uh, Champa. New Year's Evil. That's the next little event that's coming up. Yeah, could it be then? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but 
I think we all know Breaker. The it's sooner or later he's getting that title. Yeah, yeah. Sooner or later uh, he's coming for it, baby. That was our episode of NXT. That was a great episode of NXT. Uh, let's move on to our final show of the week then, because winter is coming. It's practically here. Uh, live from Orlando, Florida. Nope, Garland, Texas. <laughs> I'm not going to get it right every time. Uh, live from Garland, Texas, okay. we have AEW's uh, edition of Winter is Coming. That's right, we got some dynamite. AEW, all elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Now, Mike, That's you right. have your work cut out for you because opening up the match card, I pull up I pull up this match at work, or I pull up at 8, 8 p.m., I pull up the pay-per-view, or sorry, not the pay-per-view, just like Dynamite. <laughs> I'm expecting, like, our main event is going to be, you know, the match that I really want to see, but they don't even fuck around with us. Kicking off the night, our AEW champion, Adam Hangman Page, taking on Brian Danielson uh, in our opening match. That's right. World title on the line. Huge match to kick off the show. But, uh, you know, they don't want to fuck around. They don't want to mess with timing. 60-minute uh, time limit here. Uh, the crowd, to start the match, they're pretty split between the two early on. But, of course, Brian just acting healers throughout. Drawing the booze as we go. But, yeah, this was just amazing wrestling all the way through. Tons of time. Lots of submission work from Danielson, just working over Hangman, his leg, his ankle. Uh, just the pace never really slows down. They're just the entire first half of Dynamite. The whole first hour. This was the match. This was all, yeah, this match. Uh, Hangman hits in his, he goes for the moonsault to the floor, but Brian shoves him. He lands hard on the edge of the ring, and uh, Brian starts ramming him to, into the ring post multiple times. And then he goes into the ring to flex for the crowd. So big boost for Brian. He loves all of it. And then Hangman comes up bleeding from the head. So he's busted open here. Uh, but then but then it seems like they rescinded that decision or he cut too hard. Uh, because there was one kind of shot and then he's got blood all over his face. He's got that crimson mask. And the next shot, they're wiping it away. And then next yeah, shot, so he had no blood. Very bizarre. Did you catch yeah, that? this match, I'm glad. I'm glad I was watching the picture-in-picture version so I could see the whole thing uncut. Yes. And uh, yeah, during the break, they kind of the doctors come in, they check on Hangman, they kind of wipe away some blood, and uh, they even poured some water in his mouth. He got a free drink. That was cheating, Brian. <laughs> As they're doing that for Hangman, Brian's inside the ring. He's laughing. He's doing jumping jacks, push-ups. Uh, the most, the most athletic, <laughs> uh, the most athletic man on the roster. Uh, Taz was touting him as all show. Yeah, and just drawing more heat. We talked about heat beginning of the show. This was the heat. He was going to do the yes chant, and then he just gives the middle finger to the crowd. Just full on, full on heel work here. Uh, but anyways, back to the action. Danielson, he's in control, working over Hangman, who's just bleeding. And Brian doesn't like that they cleaned him up, so he just pounds away, punching on that wound to draw the blood back up. And uh, He gets the cattle mutilation applied partially, but Hangman is able to roll to the ropes, escapes that. Uh, but then he starts his comeback, just starts targeting Brian's leg, smashing it into the ring post. The barricade locks in a figure four. Uh, he even hits a tombstone pile driver a bit after that. But Brian kicks out. 
So uh, they fight their way to the apron. Brian goes for a pile driver of his own. But Hangman reverses, hits the dead eye right on the edge of the apron. So they're pulling out the big moves now. And uh, he goes for a big dive off the top rope. But Brian avoids that. So Hangman crashes down into the timekeeper's table. Brian pulls up the mat to expose the concrete floor. DDT's Hangman onto that. So we go back into the ring. We're uh, getting near the finish line here. They announce five minutes left in the 60-minute time limit. So both men just exchanging heavy strikes. Brian grabs Hangman, starts doing the stomps, stomping away at his head. He goes for the boost psycho knee, but Hangman catches him. Hits a second dead eye. But Brian kicks out of that. So now the crowd is just in the frenzy, just AEW chants, loving this shit. Uh, Hangman wants to finish the job. He grabs Brian's arms, starts stomping away on his face, goes for the buckshot lariat. Brian catches him, gets him in the lapel lock, middle of the ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clock oh. is ticking. The crowd is going wild, chanting cowboy shit, trying to will the hangman to escape. Uh, he just reaches the ropes, nails Brian, hits him from behind, jumps over. He finally hits the buckshot lariat. He's got him down. But before he can make the cover, the bell rings. 60 minutes has been reached. We have a draw. A draw. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. So the crowd boos, but they weren't booing the match. They were just booing the fact that it was over. They were like, oh, man. <laughs> wow. Was this a... was somewhere around the second. Going into the second commercial break, I was like, wow, two commercial. Okay, yeah, two commercials. This is going to be a long match. And then the third commercial break, I was like, Wow. Now it was the fourth commercial break where I was like, okay, holy shit, okay, 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 here's what here's what's going on. And make man, man uh, you fucking called that label lock in the middle of the ring. I oh, I was standing up. I thought that was it. There was also but in a retrospect, there was a fucking moment like 20 minutes into the match where I thought that was also it. The, we had a this is it moment every 10 minutes. Uh promptly uh, if you're if you're voting for your own shooties at home, this is why we wait until the end of the year, folks. <laughs> exactly. This exactly. is why this is why you wait before making your professional wrestling uh, year end rewards. I'm sure if you're anything like me, you're also on uh, uh, on Wikipedia, constantly refreshing the list of five star plus matches. <laughs> um, you're just you're just refreshing it, waiting to see uh, what this ends up uh, what this ends up going to. This is a five. This is five stars for me. Yeah, I give this five stars. This is absolutely. a five star match, and Mike, we know if you're giving it five stars, <laughs> uh, that really means something. That really means something because you don't throw out that word uh, too hastily. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, this was this was wrestling, just an hour, straight action, amazing stuff. Match of the year candidate, uh, I mean, and you get the double. I mean, Hangman's still the champ, but Brian's still undefeated. So Now, you need to quote um, me on this one. Uh, wasn't there a match on Monday Night Raw that went 60 minutes during the show? It was like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart or something. Yeah, John Cena, Shawn Michaels. John Cena, like Shawn Michaels. Two minutes or something. They go sixty-two uh, until an eventual like winner was decided. But yeah, this w this is just so you never you don't fucking see this. You just don't see it. I mean, just booking booking that decision alone. 
I mean, they could have yeah, made it I a third. This is it's the it's officially the longest match in AEW history. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, this. I mean, obviously, I don't know how soon, but the rematch, it's there. It has to happen. And I mean, why not an Iron Man match? An Iron Man match. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's, I mean, this is uh. This is Brian Danielson, right? This is who uh, he spent, what, like 72 minutes in that greatest Royal Rumble there that one time? Yeah, something like that. And so now Brian Danielson, yeah, he has two time limit draw matches. Uh, you know, the first one ran 30 against Kenny Omega. This one ran the full uh, the full hour. And these time limit draws are really fucking impactful, I have to say. Well, I mean, initially we had that Cody Rhodes Darby time limit i think it was a 20 minute time limit in that one uh yeah. but for that one that was darby allen's coming out party that yeah. was the moment no, where I you're like that. "Woo, this guy can fucking hang man yeah no i've liked their use you know they use them very sparingly but enough to let you know hey draws can happen and honestly and you never know which one it's going to be because before every single match Justin Roberts says, you know, he'll say just, you know, this is a singles match. Next up, we have Wardlow and Matt Seidel, 20-minute time yeah. limit. He'll let minutes. us know there is a and time limit. we all know limit. it's not going 20. It's so not like, going whatever. the full, but, you know, it's <laughs> the potential is there. Yeah, uh, what nice an incredible match. We'll be talking about this yeah. one. Uh, we'll be talking about this one for a while. Uh, yes, we absolutely will. And, uh, yeah, what a great, like, literally just your first half of Dynamite was just that, nothing else and. Mm-hmm. One of the best things in AEW's history. Yeah. So let's keep the action going. Uh, Wardlow takes on Matt Seidel. You know, nice little cool down match. Just something quick. Uh, oh, we got we got to cool down somehow. <laughs> but uh, Wardlow though still keeps the crowd engaged. Hits a bunch of power bombs, which has become his new thing, just over and over. But Sean Spears on the outside is like, "Hey man, that's enough. We don't get paid by the hour. Come on." But Wardlow and the fans, they want more power bombs. So he hits another, makes the pin, gets the win. Pin in the win. But, yeah, uh, like you said, less F10s coming out of this. Yeah, he hasn't hit one in a little while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a very slow burn, but eventually Wardlow's going to leave the group and turn babyface. This is just another bit. Could be. Yeah. Speed. Especially, yeah, pairing him against a Matt Seidel, who's pretty much always going to, you know, tweener, play the heel job thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serena Deeb takes on Hukaru Shida. These two have been having a nice little feud the last couple months. Some good matches. And, yeah, just kind of continue here. Crowd's hot for Shida. And, uh, back and forth. Uh, Serena Deeb, some nice submissions from her. Eventually, I think she removes the turnbuckle padding. Uh, but she's the one who gets shoved into it headfirst which allows Sheeta to follow up with a jackknife pin to get the win. Pin nice for the match. pin for the win. Yeah, Deba, Serena Deba, and Hikaru Shida is hot everywhere she goes. Hikaru yeah, Shida. Yeah. The fans love Hikaru Shida. They love Riho. Um, every single every single time they come out seems to be uh, seems to be that. So Hikaru Shida getting that big win. Now this was not part of the TBS championship correct or that no, tournament bracket no. this was just its own little thing this was just its own little thing um yeah we'll give this one some uh we'll give this one some some you know space 
Space to breathe. <laughs> we'll give this feud some space to breathe. It'll be curious to see yeah. which women, uh, which competitors go towards which of these upcoming championships. The TBS title, AW World, Women's World title. It's gonna be, it'll be curious to see who decides to take what. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Kind of know, know your lane. Know your, pi- know your pick a lane <laughs> and stay in it. Yeah. But uh, let's get to the main event of this episode of Winter is Coming. We've got the Dynamite Diamond Ring match. MJF taking on Dante Martin. Maxwell looking for the perfect three-peat here. Um, But before the match starts, he cuts another promo on CM Punk and uh, just says, you know, Punk, after having a bunch of underwhelming matches with underwhelming opponents, that doesn't make you champ material. Makes you the new Ryback. So another cheap heat. The weekly cheap <laughs> another another WWE yeah. name drop. <laughs> but uh, on to the match. Great stuff here. Dante Martin just doing his thing. The super fast, high flying, jumping all around. MJF being the chicken shit heel. And, uh, yeah, Dante just goes on a roll. Starts hurting, hitting the big dives. Uh, jumps from the mat to the top rope with no hands. Uh, hits a big sh- springboard shooting star press. Nearly overshoots MJF a bit, but hey, he's crazy. He's got motherfuckers crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then back in the ring, he goes for his finisher, which they're calling now that nosedive. His little s- double moonsault thing. Uh, he makes the cover, but then Ricky Stark shows up, puts MJF's foot on the rope. So that breaks the pin. Uh, and then right after, MJF is able to get Dante in the salt of the earth. Dante Martin taps out. MJF wins his third straight dynamite diamond ring. Wow. Yeah, and they got a new one. I don't know if he's got three rings now. but this Yeah, yeah I was also wondering that because I never thought there were two rings. And I think we did ask ourselves the question, does, does he give the ring off to some like to the new winner? I think we asked ourselves this last yeah. year. Um, but he was holding kind of like the little three sign out. Yeah, so either way, he's got the win, celebrates with the pinnacle, and then the lights shut out. So everyone's thinking, ooh, there's big rumors, you know, last year's Sting debuted, could it be Wyatt? But they come back on, it's Sting and Darby, so not not too big of a surprise, but uh, they attack, pinnacle get the upper hand, so CM Punk comes out with a baseball bat to make the save, and uh, they book a six-man tag between these guys for... The Holiday Bash episode of Dynamite. The Holiday Bash. Thank God for the Holiday Bash um, because you know that uh, WWE would explicitly use the word Christmas. Um, Now, that isn't to say that, you know, Excalibur might not drop a uh, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night type of thing, but it's nice to call it a (laughs) Holiday Bash. I do have to say that. So this, the Holiday Bash is going to end up being this two-night thing. Uh, you know, they're going to be, you know, one will be live and then one will be pre-taped, Dynamite and Rampage, but we're going to have a little bit of a bumped up card for those two shows. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm sure they'll have some Christmas decorations all about. And holiday, holiday up. decorations. <laughs> you can have both. You can have a Christmas tree. Um, but there are already some, <laughs> ma- there are already some matches on that card, um, booked, uh, and everything. So looking forward to it. Yeah. Either way, winter is coming. Great episode. Another one. Yeah. 
Another great two for episode. two. Yeah, three. F- yeah, two for two. You're right. Uh, <laughs> and that was all of our weekly, uh, all the weekly info and fun. Uh, let's get into our final little segment of the of the episode, when we have to bring you a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. Mike, I'm uh, I'm I'm turning the tables towards you. You're gonna have to give me yours. Show me yours, and I'll show you mine. <laughs> well. I think it really comes down to just two men. Two men this week. And which one of those you decide to choose is up to you. But uh, it's always hard not to just defer to Mr. Brian Danielson, giving him another Wrestler of the Week. Congratulations to Mr. Danielson, uh, Wrestler of the Week um, in your eyes, I'm sure. Also competing up there for Wrestler of the Year, I would be sure. At least male competitor of the year. Now, he's got the Observer on watch. He's got fucking uh, that <laughs> other one. What's the other What's the other online? You know, he's got, he's got everybody on watch. He's got a lot. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He's exactly. in contention for a lot of awards. In contention for a lot of awards, which is why I need to give my Wrestler of the Week to none other than Brian Danielson. You're right. It's one of these things where um, it's kind of like a power ranking in sports, right? Where like <laughs> even if you weren't the best team in that in that Monday to Sunday kind of time period, the the the, the flow you've been on has been so strong, and truly ever since uh, this entire year, Brian Danielson has just been off the fucking charts. With yeah. and that's including a all summer hiatus and uh, yeah. it's been it's been insane just to watch this run go down and uh, Brian Danielson you and I agreed yet again on who our wrestler of the week is <laughs> uh, I think we're actually on pace to have it happen more times this year uh, than any other prior year so uh, looking forward to that yeah. also yeah no you always give us our little year end stat roundup. Like, uh, of course, yeah, yeah, you know, it's always fun to get those things. Like, Spotify does it, don't they? It's like, you listen to this artist, <laughs> just like Spotify wrapped, baby. <laughs> you gave yeah. Io Shirai wrestler of the week uh, <laughs> more than anybody else. Yeah, uh, that was go. another uh, what a great episode of the show. Thanks for listening, folks. Right, if you like, subscribe, the show is everywhere. Uh, be sure to tune in. Next week, um, because I really feel something big coming towards these last uh, this these last few weeks. We have New Year's Evil over on NXT 2.0. We have the Holiday Bash, as well as uh, the 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 AEW New Year Show. I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of big stuff coming in these next few weeks. Exactly. Day one, Battle yeah. of the Belts. Yeah. We got lots of stuff. We got a lot of great stuff um, coming up, so don't miss it. And uh, that's all I got. Um, Mike, uh, yeah, you, 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 take care of yourself. <laughs> we'll see ya next time.